MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listening to Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio. This is Up on Game. Caught by Hushmanzada for the touchdown. You want NFL experience? Manning it, Boris alone, touchdown, and it's intercepted. Lavar Arrington. Then this is the show for you with Lavar Arrington. <laughs> TJ Hushmanzada. They lose first round. Mike McCarthy's out of there. And Plaxico Burris. Tom Brady's no longer there. It's turned into a dictatorship up there in New England. Three of the best to ever do it on and off the field. Live from the TireRack.com studios of Fox Sports Radio, here's Pro Bowlers LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion Plaxico Burris. Are you trying to go hunt now? It's time to go hunt now. Man, we're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection. Fast, free shipping. Free road hazard. Protection in over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Second hour, up on game. My dog, Plaxico Burris. I'm TJ Hushmanzada. LeVar is out today. But again, you can tweet us at LeVar Arrington, Who's Shady for at Plaxico Burris, at Fox Sports Radio. And if that's, you know, if you don't want to do that, just make sure you're listening live on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR or Fox Sports Radio. Search up on game wherever you get your podcast. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Again, like I said before we went to break, Plax, I don't know if you uh, – Looked into it, but I watched this game last night, and one Embiid played really well. Giannis played like well, but he fifty last week. Giannis played well, but he was like four for sixteen, four for fifteen from the free throw line. I mean, he just yeah. missing free throws left and right. It's so I'm watching the highlights afterwards. And I saw the – he's trying to shoot free throws. They put the ladder in the way. 
he moves it. They put it back in the way. So then he knocks it down. And I try to read every morning. I get up every morning and I read. And then I read the story about uh, him and Montrez Harrell. Montrez, Montrez Harrell takes the ball and you're not shooting here. So then Giannis' brother comes out and it's, you know, just being cool, trying to get the ball back. And Montrez Harrell, he, he's having no parts of that. So he tells Giannis' brother, the Nasus, uh, <laughs> he walked I'll over to get the ball. Ass. He said, I'll beat your ass. You better send that bleep back to the locker room. Two things. Oh, my goodness. That's funny. What's your thoughts on that? And if you're Giannis, how do you handle that? Because I know if I'm Giannis, me and my brother, we about to put hands on Montrell's and we going to see if you that tough the way you talking. We going to see. Man, I'm just doing my research on this, man, and just knowing the NBA and understanding and having a lot of friends that have played in the NBA. And knowing that uh, every player basically has a time slot or a time that they go out on the floor and they practice their free throws, they get their workout in, whatever the case may be. So apparently Montrez Harrell walked out on the floor and asked Giannis to leave so he could work out. And he's in his seventh, he's shooting his eighth free throw. He's, he's, he wants to make 10 in a row. And Montrez Harrell comes over and takes the ball away from Giannis. Now, I don't know if y'all understand this, but this is just like me walking into an arena or Cincinnati or TJ going to Pittsburgh, and you throwing the, you, you warming up with your quarterback going through your route sheet before the game, and somebody comes and takes the ball away and says, tell you get the hell out of here. That ain't going to fly. Nah. That's it's just not going to happen. No. That, that, that's disrespectful. Now, you just ain't going to tell me, hey, man, get the hell off the court so I can work out. I don't know what new player generations it is, but that just don't happen where, where I'm from. And, and in the football, obviously it happens in basketball. But for me just reading the story, Montreal Harrell was out of pocket from taking the ball away from Giannis and telling him to get off the court so he could work out. And then Giannis goes over there. And then it's disrespectful from the Philadelphia 76ers standpoint, their employees, to go put to the put ladder. The ladder. Yes. It's like to they're, me, they're doing it on gasoline purpose. on the fire. Yeah, they're trying to piss <laughs> yeah. him off they're even doing, more. They're doing that on purpose. The player that is visiting the arena has to say so if he wants to work out and shoot free throw. As an employee, you don't go out on a court and put the ladder up while this man is trying to get his practice in. They did that on purpose. So with him throwing the ladder out of the way, I don't blame him 100%. And on top of the fact, before the ladder incident happened, Montrez Harrell comes and takes the ball away from him and tells him to get off the court so he can work out. He got to go back so, to the locker room and get more balls. Come on now. That's just not going to happen. And all this man is doing, he's not disrespecting anybody. He, uh, uh, Giannis is uh, one of the highest character guys that we have had in the NBA and professional sports for a long, long time. Everybody understands who this man is as a person. He's quiet. He's one of the hardest working young men in professional sports and basketball. He carries himself that way. His results show it. And he has never disrespect to anybody from what I can remember on any platform, whether it's an employee or a basketball player. I'm sure guys may get into heated conversations while they're competing, but from a disrespectful standpoint, he's never been that guy. But for somebody to step in and do that to him after the whole Montrez Harrell thing, taking the ball, then he has to get another ball so he can practice his free throws. <laughs> like, they're doing it on purpose, and they're throwing salt in the wound. And, of course, when you feel you're getting disrespected, you're going, to, you're going to defend yourself no matter who you are. And I, th and I think that's what he did. I think he carried himself very well with, the, with everything that was happening before him. And Montrez Harrell was out of pocket, and he knows it. Yeah, that, that's a situation that it obviously didn't escalate, but it could have. And that's a, a testament to who Giannis is, his character, and how he conducts himself because it seems as if Montrez Harrell was trying to intimidate him, antagonize him, and you, you take the ball, he goes to the locker room, gets two balls, so now if you take one of them, I still have another one. There's two sides of the court. If you need to work out, you can work out on one side, and I'll work out on another. 
Uh, yeah, that's what I don't understand. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I, How you gonna tell this man to get the hell out the court so you can work out that dog? There's two bastards on here. Like, what's going on? I, it's me and my brother. If you tell my brother uh, you gonna beat my ass, we about to see. Cause it's it's me and him and, and you. You, uh, it's a good thing. Oh, nothing transpired because the NBA would have had a problem. And it could it's so avoidable. And then what you said, the staff going to put the ladder in front of the goal. And so he slides it to the side. And then they but, put it back there. So yeah. it, it's, it's like, let the man do what he's going to do. Because from my understanding, this is common in the NBA. It's not like this is something yeah. that nobody does. This is a common thing where guys will work out after the game if they felt they played bad or they this is, get this is before up. the game. No, it's after the game. Wow. That's even worse. A- after so the game. This, this, the incidents like this is what prompts rule change throughout professional sports. Because you have an incident of something that, should, that, that shouldn't even happen. First of all, from an employee standpoint, like you work there, and your job as an employee is to accommodate. They, you know, they were told to do that. They just didn't put that ladder. Oh, there. Somebody absolutely. told them. Somebody told them to yeah. do that. Yeah, all you, you are supposed to do as the employee is just to accommodate the athlete, whether you like them or not. They're the visiting team. The man's a professional basketball player. If he wants to get a work in and after the game, like, what's the problem? There should be no issue. And he has, what, two more free throws to shoot, and then you come over there and just throw more salt in the wound and put the ladder up. That's just it's – just, it's just blatant disrespect. That How are you supposed to accept that as a player and all you're trying to do is something that you pretty much practice after – Every regular season game, after the game, shooting free throws or whatever the case may be. Well, and just like thing. you said, somebody told him to do it. It's a good thing Giannis and his brother are calm individuals. It didn't escalate. So kudos to them. Montrez Harrell's a fool for doing what he did. He Debo, I'm going to take your ball and what you going to do about it. So that I just wanted to touch on that because I just thought that was interesting in an incident that could have escalated. It didn't. Giannis is one of the best players in the world. Uh, he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. If he's not the best player in the world, he's one of the top two to three, depending on what you like and who you like. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that. One on the rundown, but it's something that I wanted to touch on. So now we're going to get into legendary moment. Michael Lehan, he played six years in the league. Uh, he's a coach at IMG Football Academy out in Florida. Um, powerhouse where they get kids from all over the country. Uh, he probably going to be reaching out to you, Plax, to send old junior on to uh, Bradenton, Florida to go to the IMG Academy. So, uh, yeah, let's listen to uh, Michael Lehan, legendary moment. Up on Gang presents Conversations with a Legend. And now, this is your legendary moment. And you talked about something that, that is really important. You talked about getting hurt by it, it it impacting you emotionally how did you approach that on a daily yeah so great great question and so i think about um resma resma is the author of uh, a book called my grandmother hands and he defines trauma as something that has that that's happened uh too much for too long and too often. That's that's what trauma in, in the essence is. And so as we think about something that happened too much for too long for me, it was being in foster care, not having a place to land, not knowing where my next meal was gonna come from, where I was gonna lay my head on the pillow. And as we think about uh, Maslow's hierarchy, hierarchy of needs, the baseline of those needs our safety and security. I didn't have the baseline needs that from a human's factor, we need those elements to be able to thrive, not only survive, but thrive. Mm-hmm. And so it was more, and then we also, at, at the essence, people of all ages, all they want to do is be seen, be valued, and be heard. That's that's ultimately the essence of, uh, of what people want. And as I think about uh, how I made it through, it was, it, there, there was certainly, there was a fire, you know, by the, by the grace of God, quite honestly, but there's also that fire that was, that was inside of me that, you know what, I am more than my predicament. I am more than my situation. And I really think sport 
I credit sport for so much because rather than getting fights in school, I was able to go out and, and run into somebody on the football field. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond getting fights in school, I was able to get on the re- wrestling match and, and get either get pinned or pin somebody. And so some of these outlets, it's about where are these productive outlets? And these outlets could be people, they could be activities, they could be a book, whatever the case might be. But find something that is an outlet for you that's going to keep your mind focused and keep your, your mind sharp. Because otherwise, you know, as they say, the, the idle mind is the devil's playground. And so we need to make sure that we find time, find space to make sure that we know who we are and that we forgive ourselves. We need to be able to say, man, you know what? I forgive myself for, you know, whatever happened. I'm going to do better tomorrow. And we also, and I think this is critically important, we need to set boundaries. Man, Michael Lee, and he was in a division with us, Plexi. Uh... He got drafted to the Cleveland Browns in 03, played with him for three years to so 2005. Um, IMG, they named him the head of school December of last year, and he assumed that role of February wow. of this year. So, man, good for him. Uh, played six years in the league, and now he's trying to impart his wisdom and knowledge onto a next generation of kids. And it's not just football. Because he's the head of school. I mean, it's every sport at that high school. And for those that don't know, IMG is more of a – it's a charter school. I believe that's what they would classify it as. Mm -hmm. Uh, They get kids from all over the country to come there to play basketball, football, baseball. And, yeah, he's the head of school. So, kudos to him. Congratulations. Uh, If you need anything from us, we got you. Because I'm sure we had him on the football field. When I say we had him, we got him on the football field. So we'll get you again. So, mm-hmm. Mike, man, if you need anything from us, don't hesitate to reach out. Um, we got in the and you're gonna say, why are we talking about this? This don't matter. Well, because <laughs> all the other conferences, there's no big games, but we got two huge games in the Pac-12 this weekend today. Utah and Oregon, and especially, and I say especially, and I'll tell you why, USC and UCLA, because if USC wins that game, they They will probably get into the college football playoff. Now, the Pac-12 now has, they have that, uh, they have a championship game. And so that will be interesting. It used to be the North versus the South. Now it's just the two best teams. Uh, that That's going to be interesting to see because the Pac-12 has never had a team in a college football playoff since its inception. So we'll, that will be really? interesting. Not once, bro, ever. Not one time has so, the Pac-12 so, been represented. So the college football playoff is, is – uh, so the – Reggie Bush would have been before the college that was, playoff. That was the BCS. Remember? Uh, you, you remember that? Yep, yep, yep. Oh, yep, Washington right. did play Bama. Washington made – they played Alabama, right? Washington did. They did. Yeah, and they got smoked 24-7. to 7. So, yes, I had to do a little research. But it was as if they weren't there. My mind is playing tricks on me. And I can't uh, believe you over there talking that Pac-10 versus Big – Pac-12, Pac-10 versus the Big Ten stuff. Come on, man. It's not even on the same page as far as the caliber what, of just What you What football. you mean? You crazy. It's just not. Yeah, for, it is. For, the Pac, for no Pac-10. Yeah, well, Washington won Pac-10 to reach the college football playoffs since, since, it was since the re- its existence. Listen, you have says to be, enough about the conference listen, in itself. I'm, I'm realistic. I'm realistic. You have to be USC. You have to be Oregon. Maybe Washington, maybe UCLA. Those teams are the only teams that are getting in because they're the only teams that get the type of recruits. We're going to discuss that when we come Why do you think they're coming to the Big Ten? Huh? And listen, listen, t- we're going to talk about that as well. We'll be back up on game. Plaxico Burris, TJ Uzmanzada, Fox Sports Radio, LeVar. Hope you're having a hell of a day, my guy. We'll be right back. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on... 
the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. Welcome back. Welcome back into the Up On Game live from the TireRack.com studios. I'm TJ Hushmanzada. I'm with my dog, Plaxico Burris. Welcome to the Fox Sports Radio tailgate presented by the Big Green Egg. Nothing beats the flavor of live fire cooking on the Big Green Egg. It's the most versatile grill you'll ever own. Backed by a lifetime royalty. Lifetime warranty. Roll with the best. You can shop online for free delivery at BigGreenEgg.com. It's a lifetime warranty, free home delivery, BigGreenEgg.com. Now, Plex, uh, I misspoke earlier before we went to break saying we had never had a Pac-12 team in a college football playoff. And then I was alerted that Washington had lost to Alabama. So then I went and did some research in Oregon in the first year in 2015, they were the number two seed. They beat Florida State, and they played Ohio State in the championship after Ohio State had just beat Alabama in a semifinal game, and Oregon lost to Ohio State in the championship. So two teams have represented the Pac-12 in the college football playoff. Oregon in 2015 and and, uh, Washington losing to Alabama in 2017. But I say that to say – when you think Pac-12 and which teams are going to get in the college football playoff, historically, just because of the tradition, you're going to think USC. USC has yet to make the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. USC right now has the best record. They're ranked the highest of any team in the Pac-12. They play UCLA today. 
which obviously is a rivalry game. USC, I don't believe they have the depth up front like the best teams in the country. You give Lincoln Riley about another year or two uh, recruiting, the Pac-12 will be back on the map. Oh, they're not even going to be in the Pac-12. They're going to be in the Big Ten, and they're going to the Big Ten for financial reasons, which I believe it's going to cancel itself out because now you're flying to Ann Arbor and East Lansing and Columbus and well, the big, but, but those Big Ten teams are going to have to t- travel out west also. So it's going to be, you know, it's going to be the same thing for everybody. But they're going to be doing a lot more traveling. There's no doubt about it going from uh, west to east coast. But teams are going to – those teams in the Big Ten are going to be traveling, uh, you know, in means of they've – we've never went out west more than once, if that – during the during the Big Ten season, it's like the I don't have a problem with uh, you say UCLA and USC going to the Big Ten. It's just it's gonna be odd. But if you go to college <laughs> and they always preach, they don't say athlete student. It's always student athlete. Student athlete. You explain to me how getting on the airplane for half your games and traveling five hours, I don't understand how you can be a student athlete and maintain your grades the way you need to. I I just don't. I don't. I don't get how you can do that. I really. I really don't. If you're a student athlete, now if you're an athlete student, then let's go. I always wonder how uh, college basketball players was getting their work done during the March Madness. That, that's something that always they not. in the back of my mind. How do you miss a whole month of school? <laughs> Especially and, if you, <laughs> you make it all the way to the end, right? Yeah, and you graduate. I, I just really never understood that. But when I first heard about the whole USC and UCLA moving to the Big Ten, it didn't make any sense to me. Because I'm saying to myself, just like you had just mentioned, uh, what, two teams from the Pac-10 or 12 have made the the college football top four since its existence. How does UCLA and USC expect to compete in a conference like the Big Ten when we basically have three or four teams, three or four teams every year that start off in the national ranking in the top ten, what are they expecting to get out of the Big Ten as far as winning football games and being able to compete in our conference? They they are not getting in the Big Ten because listen, if you can't win in the Big Ten, there's no way you if you can't if you can't win in the Pac-12. There's no way you can come to the Big Ten and compete with, you know, the Penn States, the Ohio States, Michigan's, Michigan State. How do you plan on competing against these uh, Big Ten powerhouse uh, uh, programs and you can't win games in the Pac-12? It just doesn't make any sense to me why they will make the move because just like you said, from the traveling aspect, that's one. I can I can understand the money. Money just rules everything around us. Cash rules everything around me and Cream. Them. But I just don't see them winning many games in the Big Ten. I just don't. No, they'll win games in the Big Ten. They'll have no problem winning games in the Big Ten because no way the the it's, it's going to be like Maryland and no. the Rutgers coming the, to the Big Ten. Come on, come and on, man. Football. You, that's, Man, that's disrespectful as can be. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell Listen, you. From a basketball standpoint, okay, what are when, they going to do? When <laughs> you, from a basketball standpoint, UCLA, gonna, they'll be fine. No. From a basketball standpoint, they'll be perfectly fine. From a football standpoint, when, when you the, – the USC's, the UCLA's, they lack depth up front. Offense and defensive line. Like, top 22, they can match up with anybody. It's it's the depth. When a guy gets hurt and he goes down, that backup, he's not he's not the quality <laughs> of the backup that's in the Big Ten and even the SEC. That's the difference. 
But with Lincoln Riley there, that's going to change. And I believe they also think going to the Big Ten, playing in the Midwest, they'll start to attract some of those linemen that want to get out of that weather and come to California. I I, I just – I don't like the move, me personally. I mean, it was odd for me to say the Pac-12 after it being the the Pac-10 when I played. Now, what is is the Big Ten going to stay the Big Ten? Even though they have a lot more than I, 10 I, teams? Yeah, I'm saying the same thing. What do you call it, the Big 13? Yeah, I, I don't know, but it, it's about money. But we know at the end of the day, when if USC, if Lincoln Riley stays at USC at least five years, they'll win the Big Ten. They'll they'll win it. Nope, I don't. They'll I don't they'll, they'll for sure. They'll for sure win it. I don't. They'll agree for, with that at all. They'll for nope. sure win it because nope. The way nope. he needs, and I and I've said this, if they can get guys up front on a defensive line, ain't nobody in the Big Ten stopping them. It's a ain't no defense. It's ain't no deep. Nah, it ain't no difference. It's a different brand of football. Nah, it ain't no different. It is from it a is. physicality standpoint. It's a different brand of football. When those UCLA and the USC, they come over here, they want to play in Michigan today, and the weather's 10 degrees. Hey, Plexico, you say that, right? I'm and telling you. when we were playing college football, who won the majority of the Rose Bowls? Who, the, Pac-12, the Pac-10. The Pac-10. Like I said, the they're Pac-10. Not leaving, they're not leaving California, though. But I'm saying, when we would play the Big Ten – the Pac-10 won the majority of those Rose Bowls. They don't play in any inclement weather. And they don't even say, like, say to California. What did they go to, Arizona? Those I'm, are the toughest elements I mean, that, that they play in. Hey, I mean, you get some elements in Oregon and Washington. You get some elements in Oregon and Washington when they you play Notre Dame. I, I, I don't like don't the move, but I, I, I get it. Everything is financially driven. Everything is about money, but – I believe, and Leakin Riley knows this, we got to be able to get those. I mean, because we, we just talking Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State, but you got to deal with them linemen in Iowa, Wisconsin, right. Illinois. Like, but you got to deal with them dudes. Yeah, I do believe it's from, from a recruiting standpoint, UC, USC and UCLA. Now, if you're one of those young men – that can, you know, you want to go to Ohio State and Ohio State is not offering you. And now you have a USC or UCLA. But if, 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 you, if you have a chance to go to USC, I'm almost 99% certain Ohio State is offering you as well. I'm almost certain of that. It's crazy. USC did not offer C.J. Stroud until the last minute. Ohio State was on him before any Pac-12 school. That's the crazy part about it. A Pac-12 school... All these Pac-12 schools offered him late. He wanted to go to Oregon. They didn't even offer him to the last minute. Ohio State was on him before the Pac-12 schools were. Now, make that make sense. So, they're not evaluating talent the right way because you let a guy from California go all the way to the Big Ten. You let Bryce Young from California go all the way to the SEC. You let DJ Ugalele all the way from California go to the ACC. So, a lot of our best players are going over there because they're playing a better brand of football. Now, my, isn't that what I just said? No, they and I and I agree with you that they're playing a better brand of football. You, ju- you didn't agree with me. No, no, no. I I agree with you. I said Lincoln Riley is going to change that. Lincoln Riley is going to change that. Yes, when you got a Clay Helton and, and those guys has been at SC, and I bring SC up because they are the team when you talk. Pac-12 football, they not they weren't developing guys. Guys weren't getting better under Clay Helton. And, and so now that Lincoln Riley's here, that's going to change. That's going to change. Now, the question is this. Will a Pac-12 team be in a college football playoff this year, specifically USC? Uh, I don't think so. I, I, I just really don't. I don't think uh, USC, UCLA, maybe. If if I was to say any Pac-12 team would would make the college football playoffs, it would probably be Utah. Because I think they're going to beat Oregon today at, at Oregon. So, but Utah has two losses. 
USC has – there's no Pac-12 team getting in with two losses. So the only hope would be USC, a one loss. USC that lost to Utah earlier this year when they say the referees – we're basically in Utah's pocket <laughs> because with uh, UCLA and USC going to the Big Ten, they're not getting any calls, anything, everything close going against those two schools. That's the word. Um, if, if, if UCLA beats USC, the USC, this is a game that they have to win if they want to be able to win the Pac-12. But if they lose this game today and Utah beats Oregon at Oregon, then Utah will win the conference. Because they beat USC early in the year, so they'll win the tiebreaker. And now that they got to win that uh, Pac-12 championship, I don't know who that will be, who's going to be the second-place team. I, I don't know how all that works. But there is exciting football out here on the West Coast because of those two games and because of we have a possibility, we, the Pac-12, to get a team in the college football playoff which we hadn't had since 2017. Let's go to trending to see what's going on in the world of college football with our guy, Isaac Lauren crying. Ilo, what you got? We'll start in Ann Arbor, where third-ranked Michigan leads Illinois at halftime, but only by a 7-3 to score. Fourth-ranked TCU and seven Baylor. 7-3. No, Fourth-ranked TCU and Baylor tied at 14 at halftime in Waco. Eighth-ranked Alabama up 17 to nothing at halftime over Austin P. By the way, guys, uh, Austin P is credited with the top student section chant in the history of college sports. Back in the 70s, Austin P had a star basketball player named James Fly Williams. And the actual student section chant was, the fly is open, let's go pee. Anyway, elsewhere, 19th-ranked Florida State up 35 to nothing over Louisiana late in the second quarter. Navy has a 17-14 lead at number 20 Central Florida with the fourth quarter just underway. On the eve of Soccer's World Cup, FIFA president and aspiring James Bond supervillain Gianni Infantino held a bizarre rambling news conference Saturday where, among other things, he accused European and Western media of hypocrisy for criticism of Qatar's human rights record. I think for what we Europeans have been doing in the last 3,000 years around the world, we should be apologizing for the next 3,000 years before starting to give moral lessons. Infantino also weighed in on Qatar's recent banning of beer in World Cup stadiums. I think personally, if for three hours a day you cannot drink a beer, you will survive. Sports fans in America were horrified in particular at that comment. NFL media reports that the Washington Commanders are placing running back J.D. McKissick on season-ending injured reserve due to a neck injury (laughs) and that they will not be activating Chase Young for Sunday's game at Houston. Young has not played yet this season after he tore his ACL, of course, last November. Fellas, back to you. Welcome back, man. We coming down to uh, the backstretch of the the show, man. It's... And we haven't really talked uh, much NFL, but I, the biggest game, at least for me, on the schedule, and will they have a letdown, will be the Minnesota Vikings going against a Cowboy team that technically had a letdown um, in Green Bay. So that to me is a matchup of the week. Cowboys at Vikings. They're playing at Minnesota um, how do you see that game going? How will the Cowboys respond after a loss to Green Bay? And can can the Vikings continue to put good game after good game after good game together? I'm looking to um I'm looking forward to the competition between Javante uh, Diggs and Justin Jefferson. That's what I'm looking forward to. We're talking about two of the best in the world playing against each other, man on man. You know, shadowing this young man all across the field. This is what you, this is what you live for, you play for. If you're a wide receiver, you're a cornerback. Uh, competitions and you know uh, games like this. But just like I said earlier, the Minnesota Vikings are for real. They know if they want to get the respect throughout the NFL circle, 
they're going to have to be able to beat the Dallas Cowboys this weekend in Minnesota. You you call it a letdown last week. How do you go to Green Bay and lose that football game? I just don't know because there's no there's nothing on paper throughout the season that would have told you that the Green Bay Packers would even be able to compete in the football game with this Dallas defense and the way that they've been playing uh, throughout the season thus far. And you go out and you give up, what, 17 points in the fourth quarter to a Dallas defense? I just don't understand it. But I think Dallas traveling in Minnesota, the Vikings know they have to win this football game. They want to earn their respect as one of the top teams in the NFC, which I th- which I believe that they are. They have an opportunity to be 9-1 and one after this week, which I think they will. But they, the, the, the Dallas Cowboys are just not meshing uh, offensively like I thought that they would. It's not even uh, that, Plex, either. The the Cowboys' number one pass rush defense in the league. Uh, Pat, stopping the run? Terrible. Man, the Vikings are going to run that. How are they going to stop Dalvin Cook? How are they going to stop Dalvin Cook? Michael Parsons is going to have to step his game up. I believe he had like one pressure last week against Aaron Rodgers and, and the Packers. He's going to have to play better because – the back end of that defense, if you're corner, cornerback or safeties, you, you really can't play that kind of style of defense, pressure style defense, if you're not getting to the quarterback because that's going to that's going to force those cornerbacks into positions where they're going to going to have to cover longer. And and if you know that with uh, getting out of the pocket, different things like that, creating time for your wide receivers is going to be very difficult. They're going to have to get some pressure on Kirk Cousins because we have seen throughout history, if you get pressure on Kirk Cousins, he will fold. Uh, But Dallas defensively, they just have to play better. And CeeDee Lamb has a hamstring or is he injured? They're just going to have to find some offense. Uh, Michael Gallup really hasn't been producing out at the wide receiver position for for, for something that the Dallas Cowboys can lean on. It's basically all uh, Pollard, uh, Dak Prescott, and CeeDee Lamb on that offense. We'll, we'll uh, see if Minnesota, not our, if they're for real, but if they real. can get over that big game last week and then win another big game this week. This will say a lot about where they're going. We coming back up on game, down on game. Fox Sports Radio. I'm TJ Hushmazada. It's Plaxico Burris. Man, we'll be right back. Uh, man, this time is flying by. Up on game, down on game. I'm sure LeVar was down on game. That's why he didn't show up. Um, that's what he does. When he does terrible, he doesn't show up. Um, I mean, Mama, that's no! Yeah, he ain't going to never show up. <laughs> we'll be right back. Paulie Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. Of course you know us as the host of the number one rated Paulie and Tony Fusco show. World renowned. We all know you're sick and tired of these stupid sports shows where the hosts say stupid things like Tom Brady's the GOAT. Or LeBron James is good at basketball, which he is clearly not. See, we give you smart takes. Yeah. And we also bring on so-called famous guests from across the sports world and show them why we know much more than they do. You're off the show! Are you serious? Listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I ain't a featuring you. F-L-I-T, baby. Flip Town, USA. Boy, this used to go so hard. <laughs> yeah. MC Flint Breedy from Flint. USA. He, he yeah, from Flint, Michigan. Breedy from Flint. Come on, man. Shout out to my man, John Connor. What up, baby? I know he was from Flint, Michigan. Yeah, I remember man. When, Come on, man. When they had Mateen Cleese and them boys, they called them the Flintstones. I remember that from Michigan State when they was winning. Charlie Bell, Mo yeah, Cleese, Mo Pete. Yeah, what up, Tom? All my boys, Robert Smith, Flint's finest. Man, MC Yeah, MC Bree, that song's go hard. Now we gonna, I'm about to go hard. Cause I, I, you know what, man? I be picking so many different games, man. I be forgetting which games on where I be picking them at. Up on game, down on game. Last week, I know I won last up. week. I got, I got to welcome everybody back in to the Up on Game live from TireRack.com studio. I'm TJ Huchmazada. That's Plaxico Burris believing he won. Hey, Ryan, <laughs> talk to us, man. Let's Get him right, Ryan. Get him right. Ryan. Get him right, Ryan. Time for some picks. Are you up on game? Hey, let's crank this up. Let's crank it up. Or down on game. Get down. Well, yeah, last week uh, we had two game picks and two totals. So overall, uh, both of you guys went two and two. Uh, LeVar went one and three. So we, you know. we know that. We yeah. know LeVar's always going to yeah. be in the base. <laughs> Uh, Mama, no! Let's focus in on a couple games we haven't gotten to uh, to talk about just yet. Jets at Patriots. Patriots favored minus three and a half. Over under here is 38 and a half. TJ, we'll start with you. Man, Zach Wilson has yet to beat Bill Belichick and the Patriots. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to go with the Jets. Uh, I like what they're doing. Don't ask me why. And I'm going to go, I'm going to say it's going to be a low-scoring game, 20-17 to 17 Jets, 2019 Patriots, but I'm taking the three points. I got the Jets in the under. Man, Bill Belichick loves playing against young quarterbacks. I'm going to take the Patriots. He's going to throw something at Zach Wilson that he's never seen before. And I'm taking under 38, and I'm taking the Pats. 
All right, next up here, Lions at Giants. The Giants are only favored minus three, despite uh, being at home and having a much better record than the Lions. Uh, over under here is 45. Plaxico, we'll start with you. Well, I can't go against my Giants. They're playing at home, and they did beat the Chicago Bears last week, so I guess the Lions are finally taking on the attitude of the city, bite kneecaps. So I'm taking the Giants, and I'm taking the under on the points. I, we can't be exact, so I'm going Giants in the over. Um, I don't know why they're only favored by three, but it doesn't matter. I'm taking the Giants in the over. We appreciate you guys for joining us up on game. Jonas Knox, y'all stay locked, stay tuned. He will be next. Fox Sports Radio. Peace. We'll see you next week. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.